Welcome to Linux implementation and administration practice. I'm already logged on here to Blackboard and I just want to show you uh, a few uh, of the sections that I put together. Uh, the first thing you want to do is check the syllabus, uh, which basically uh, talks about the class and all the different sections and all the, uh, the class schedule and the weekly assignments and the different topics that we're going to cover throughout the semester. Um, we also have announcements, so I will post announcements uh, on a weekly basis of things that are going on in the class and things that are coming up. Then each week you're going to have an assignment, and this assignment is going to be worth four points. And if you go to the assignment section, you will see what the assignment is for the week. You can also go to the discussion board, and each week you'll have a new posting to do. Right now I've put one for week one, and you can see week one discussion and I can see that already nine people have posted and I also have a forum called students questions comments and suggestions where you can go in and ask a question about any topic or uh, any subject related to the class and I'll, uh, I'll try to answer as soon as I can or um, I open it up also for other students that uh, to respond under course documents I will put weekly uh, PDF notes of the topics that we're covering during the week and you should read those prior to doing the assignment and those will help you in uh, completing the assignment. Under necessary software I have compiled a list of packages that we're going to use throughout the semester and I'm going to quickly go over these. First, um, not this week but starting next week we're going to use virtual machines and each of you is going to have a virtual machine environment in which you're going to install Linux and then from then on you're going to complete the assignments on your virtual machine Linux installations. So when you connect from home, if it's outside the UIS network, you will need to VPN to campus because our server, which is csc570e.uis.edu, it's only um, available if you're inside the UIS network. If you come from the internet, you won't be able to access it. So you first have to VPN to campus. So you must install the VPN client. And if you're using Vista, you need to install this version, the 5.0, which works with Vista environments. Um, then to access your virtual machine, you, can, uh, you will have to install on your uh, terminal, on your computer, on your PC, uh, the, the VMware console software, which is basically the VMware client that allows you to connect to a virtual machine. Once you install it, um, you can uh, connect to your virtual machine and use it. Here I just opened the client and I'm going to quickly show you how you would do this. Uh, you don't have to do this next week, but this is for next week. Um, the host name is going to be csc570e.uis.edu and that's going to be the host name for uh, the entire semester where all the virtual machines are going to be hosted. The username is going to be your USNetID and the password is going to be your um, campus NetID password. And then you connect, and then under inventory, you should see a virtual machine with the name of your uh, NetID. If you don't see it there, you can go to File, Open, and Browse. And under slash VMs, you, you should find a directory with your NetID, and you can just double click on it. So for me, um, I would find my name and go inside there. So I'm just going to use this one as an example. And this is the configuration file. So then you click that. I actually don't have permission to that one, but um, 
if it was mine it would show up like this and then to start the virtual machine I would just click the play button here and that would start my virtual machine and from there I could act, it's like booting a computer from there I can uh, install uh, the OS okay so I'm gonna close that now and I'm gonna go back to blackboard and the necessary software and another tool that we're gonna use throughout the semester is putty and putty is basically a Windows client when you have a Linux machine out there the easiest way to connect is through SSH which is basically the telnet protocol but in an encrypted mode so putty basically is a client to connect to the open SSH server running on the Linux server and from there you can basically run any command and do anything on the machine that you would like VNC is another way to connect to the uh, Linux server and VNC actually lets you run programs that have uh, Windows based X Windows based uh, applications from Putty, you can only run command line ter terminal uh, commands that have no graphical interface. With BNC, you can actually connect and run uh, command line interface. Uh, I mean, Windows type programs with graphical interfaces. Um, I put here the Flash Player, which you might need, and then also iTunes. Basically, um, every week I'm going to create a video cast or a vodcast which is basically a video showing you how to complete the assignment or giving you um, clues on how to complete the assignments and those I'm going to post under uh, course documents and these will reside in iTunes University, iTunes U and of course you will need iTunes to be able to connect and view them now if you have a um, iPod then you can uh, subscribe to the, to the podcast and then sync up your iPod to your computer connected to the internet and that will download the video automatically to your iPod and then you can view the video and listen to it from your iPod okay now my grades you can view your grades and external links are just uh, certain uh, sites that I use uh, throughout the semester for different topics that you can read more about the different topics okay so that's our blackboard on um, now I'm going to show you once you download putty which is under um, necessary software which is like I said is the the SSH client for uh, the Windows SSH client uh, you can actually connect to to our server and I've created uh, shell accounts which are basically accounts that allow you to connect to the server and each of you should have a shell account already and for this week you're gonna have to connect using your net ID and password and you will connect to the uh, to the server using uh, OpenSSH or the SSH client putty and from there on your home directory you're going to have to create two files and use uh, VI or another editor to uh, make changes to these files so let's let me show you how you're going to do that okay so I'm going to open putty and here's putty once you download it you just run it and you get this interface here and then the name of the server is csc570e.us.edu the port is the default uh, OpenSSH port, which is 22, and the protocol, of course, is SSH. So the, the big thing here to remember is, again, the server throughout the semester that we're going to use is csc570e.uis.edu. If you're on campus, you're okay. If you're outside campus, you'll need to VPN first. So we'll go ahead and click Open. And that will ask me to log in. So to log in, you will do uh, your net ID. So mine is tlos1, and then my password. 
okay and that logs me in okay and this puts me at uh, at my home directory and if you do PWD this command will tell you where you are and uh, this tells me that I'm in, in, in the directory slash home slash TOS1 now in, in Linux systems um, and we'll talk more about this later uh, everything starts at the slash so this is like for a Windows system would be the C drive the slash is the the like the top the root file system and where all the other systems start from and in my case my home directory resides in slash home so if I cd to slash you will see that there is a um, directory here called home which is right here and if I cd home and I do an ls there I will see that everybody else has a directory here okay and these are your home directories from where you're going to work um, so like I said Linux starts at the slash and um, in Linux all uh, different um, basically everything is a file in Linux so your drivers are files your uh, your socket files are files um, and if you want to uh, uh, see what different types of files you have you can do a man on the find command and then do a search for um, socket and then here you can see the different types of files that you have in Linux you have block block devices you have character devices you have directories you have name pipes you have regular files you have symbolic links you have socket files and door which I think is a Solaris type of file so these are all the types of files that you have and it's it's very important that you learn how to um, how to use an editor because uh, since everything is a file you're gonna have to edit files most of the time to configure uh, different systems so it's very important that you get very good with an editor and you learn how to use an editor and um, the 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 most common editor in Unix and Linux systems is VI. Um, some people prefer Emacs, which can be a little bit a little bit easier to use. But I think um, I'm going to push for everybody to learn VI because you will find that no matter where you go, you, the systems will always have VI. Where Emacs, on, a few systems have them, a few systems don't. And VI is really powerful, and you can do a lot of things with VI. So. I'm going to show you how to use VI quickly here. To open VI, you will do uh, VI and week1.txt. That's just a file that I have in my home directory, which you will use for your assignment this week. And um, so let's go to that. And that just opens up this file. Okay. And uh, VI has two different modes command mode and insert mode. In command mode, you can do different things. You can tell, uh, uh, you can search and replace. You can search for different things on the file. You can uh, go to a different uh, line on the file. While in insert mode, you can actually insert and edit the file. Um, and I'll show you how to go to to those two uh, commands. Um, let me first uh, go back to my browser and show you um, this website that I have in the notes for this week 
and in this website you will see the different commands that you can run on a Linux system okay and if you have if you want to learn more about a command you can just click on it and this will show you what it does and the different parameters it takes and that type of thing I'm gonna actually click on VI okay and this is a really really good um, really good tutorial here okay here it shows you that for VI to insert text you can press the letter I and to append text at the end of the line you can press the letter A so let's take a look at that and see how you do that so to insert text I can press the letter I for insert and now if you see now it's changed it to insert mode and I can start typing so I can type my name is okay now to get out of insert mode you can press escape and now you're no longer in insert mode and you're in command mode now if you want to go to the end of the line you can and, and start typing there in insert mode you can do shift A and that puts you in at the end of the line and puts you in insert mode and that's what this says here append text at the end of the line okay like I said to get out of command mode you can press escape and that puts you in to get out of insert mode you can press escape and that puts you back in command mode now uh, cursor movement movement this version of VI that comes in Linux systems is actually the VIM or an enhanced version of VI and they've done some cool things to it to make it easier and you can actually use your arrow keys to move up and down but if you don't have that enhanced VI in other systems you could use the the letters H J K and L to move uh, left down up and right okay now to delete a character in command line mode you can press X to delete one one letter or you can press DD to then to delete uh, uh, an entire line so let's take a look at that or you can press capital D to 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 delete current to the end of the line so let's try those three so uh, I'm gonna escape to go back to command line mode and if I want to delete the M I can just press X and that deletes the current if I keep pressing X it'll just keep deleting see uh, if I want to delete this whole line I can press DD and that deletes the entire line see I kept doing now if I want to delete from here on out I can press shift D and that deletes from there to the end of the line okay so that's how you delete now to copy now things you need to know is how to copy a line which is YY how to paste the line that you just copied which is P and how to search to search is just slash and the string to go forward or question mark and the string to go uh, backwards so let's take a look at that so if I want to search for dev I put uh, if I want to search for that there's too many devs so I'm gonna search for MD7 okay to search for MD7 I put slash MD7 and I hit enter and boom that puts me right here and it tells me that there's an MD7 right there now if I wanted to go back and see if there's an MD7 from here up I would do question mark MD7 enter and it tells me that uh, there is none okay um, Now let's copy and paste. To copy a line, to yank, it's, to yank a line, you do YY, 
that copies the line and then to paste it you go down where you want to paste it and you press the letter P and that will paste it right there okay now to search and replace which you will need this week for this assignment you have to um, do escape go back to command line mode do shift colon okay so you have to do a colon just like it says here okay so take a look at this line here so colon then you're going to do um, the starting point. So you want to search and replace from letter 1, so from the first line, comma, to the end of the document. And the symbol for the end of the document is the dollar sign. And then you want to search, so it's an S, and then slash. So what are you searching for? In my case, I want to search for everything that has dev, and then put another slash. And I want to replace that with everything with... Uh, instead of dev with device okay and then I'm gonna push the slash again and G to do it globally throughout the the file now if I wanted this to, um, to 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 basically ask me to uh, to check to see each line before it replaces it I would put a C but if I wanted to do it automatically without me having to tell it go ahead I would just put a G and then hit enter Okay, so let's take a look at this again. So colon, from line one to the end of the document, we want to search for dev, and we want to replace that with device, and we're doing that globally. Okay, so I'm going to hit enter, and see, now it's, the, it's replaced uh, all the devs with device. Now to go back to dev, I could do uh, escape, colon, from one to the end, search for device and replace with dev and do that globally and it does that now if you wanted to go back and not have to type everything again you could put escape colon and up arrow and that brings up the last thing you ran so this time I'm gonna change device dev to device but I want it to prompt me every time it changes it with a C see so now it it's right here and it tells me do I want to change that one I could say yes that one yes that one yes that one no that one yes that one no that one yes and then if I wanted to do it all the rest then I could put an A and it does the rest okay so that's basically that then the last thing you need to learn about BI is how to save changes and how to quit to save changes you do colon and W to write the changes and if you wanted to exit you could put a Q a lowercase Q and that will save and save that would uh, save the changes and exit if you don't want to save the changes you could put not and then a Q so not to write but do exit okay and that it shows that here so to save changes to the buffer is right W save changes and quit VI is WQ you could save the changes to a new file, put W and put the name of the new file. Quit without saving, again it's Q and the exclamation. And um, that's all you need to know. So I'm going to put Q and the exclamation, not to save, and I'm going to exit. Okay, so that's VI. So now let's take a look at uh, a few commands that you're going to use throughout the semester uh, when you log into your Linux system. The first one which I've already used without saying anything is ls. ls basically lists the directory contents. 
So if I simply do an ls, it will tell me all that there is a file called week1.txt. But ls is not enough. You need to run some parameters with ls to see all the files because ls by itself won't list the files that start with a dot. And in Linux, there's a lot of configuration files that tend to start with a dot. So to do those, you have to do ls minus lah. The important one here is the a. The, and uh, l is to be long to display a lot of the other information. And h is to, to show, um, I think it's kilobytes. And it tells you, uh, it's, it's an easier way to see how big the file is. But a is the big one there. Okay, so there, now you can see that... Um, long because it's showing me all this information a shows files that start with a dot and um, and k just gives me the the size in a number that i can understand okay so here you can see that this directory has a file called bash rc and um, when you log in through ssh it executes your shell and in, in, in most linux systems the default shell is if you do echo dollar sign shell which is the environment variable shell it will tell you that my shell is bash and the bash shell is very powerful and it has a lot of uh, tools you can use but let me show you some of them if you want to go uh, to the run the command that you just ran again without having to type it again you could do the up arrow and, and look at your previous commands or then you can do down arrow to go back okay so this is how you look up um, commands that you ran previously okay now to to save uh, to configure your bash shell, you can uh, edit the dot bash rc um, text file. So let's take a look at that file by vi dot bash rc. Okay. In here, you can add something called an alias, and what an alias does is basically it's another way to execute a command. Um, without having to type the entire command, you could just give it an alias. So for example, I could put alias, ls equals, and put ls minus lah, okay? So now every time I type ls, it will execute actually ls minus lah, which is what I want. I don't want, ls is not enough for me, so I want that. So I'm gonna go ahead and save that. And then since I've changed the dot batch rc, which gets read only when I, um, enter the shell, I have to basically re-read that file. So to force the shell to do that, you run the command source and then bash rc. And that uh, that executes that uh, shell and it should have my alias now. So I could run the, uh, if I do ls, I can see that now it shows me, uh, without having to type ls minus lah, it shows me that it runs the command lah, which is what I wanted. Okay, another thing to know about your uh, shell is that you have this command called history, which tells you the history of all the commands you ran. Okay, and that's kept in a file called .bash history. Okay, that's where it keeps that. Okay, so ls is very important and you will use it throughout the semester. Um, another command which I just used before is man. Man is the command that gives you the manual pages for a particular command and explains you all the different parameters that you can use. So you can run man on any other, on any command and you could see the manual page. So for example, if I want to know all the parameters you can use with ls, I can run man ls and see all the different uh, options I have with ls. Okay, so minus a is for all. So do not hide entry starting with a dot. 
Okay, let's see where L is. L is going to be long. Use a long listing format. And then H, hopefully H will be here somewhere. Well, I can't find it, but it's in there and that gives you the, the size. Okay, so the important thing to know is that if you don't know what parameters a command takes, you could do man on the command and see what it takes and that will give you the description. To copy a file, you use the cp command. So you can do cp week one and then put it in the temp directory, which is uh, the directory where we keep temporary files. So this command here will copy my file week one to the temp command and I better have write access to temp command to the temp directory in order to run this command, otherwise it will error out. To move a file, you do mv, which is move, and then you could do week one and then put it in temp. So this one here copies it, this one moves the file. Okay. Um, now, another command that's important is who am I? Who am I tells you how are you logged into the system. If you run who am I, you can see that I'm logged in as tloss1. Now, let's say I wanted to uh, run some administrator uh, command like the password command to change somebody's password. As my user tlos1, I can't do that because I'm not a, a root, the root user or the administrative user. So to, to change to another user, you can run the command su. So you could do su and then uh, to become root, you could just do su dash and then um, put the root password. And now if I do a who am I, now I'm root. But I, I not only can change users to be another user like root, but I could also be any other user. So I could do su and, 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 and put any other user. It doesn't have to be root. And that's how I become a different user. Okay. SSH is the SSH client on the Linux shell. And this basically is the same as PuTTY, but from Linux. So if you wanted to connect to another system, you can run SSH. I'm going to connect to myself, but you could do this for any system. CSE570E.us.edu. And that will SSH. Um, to basically the, um, the server. Oh, it's not connecting, so let me just. <clears throat> if config tells you the IP address of your machine. It's called sbin if config. So in my case, the IP of my machine is this. So I'm going to do uh, ssh root or I'm going to do tlos1, tlos1, add that. Okay. The first time you ssh to a system, it will ask you to accept the key and you say yes. And then you put your password. Okay. So now I'm logged back into the same system. Okay. I just did that to show you that. SSH allows you to go from one Linux server to another and you might need to do this throughout the semester to go from this server to your virtual machine and vice versa. SCP allows you to copy a file from this system to another. So you could do um, SCP week onecm I want to copy that to root at, in this case I'm going to use the same server but you could put any server and you could boot temp. So this will copy my file local this to this as this user to this server on this directory. If I hit enter, it's going to ask me for my password. If I put my password, it will copy it. I'm not going to do that in this case because it's the same server, but that's just to show you that you can do that. Now that throughout the semester, I'm going to give you different URLs 
to download different RPMs and software that you will need for this class. And one important command to use for that is wget. If you run wget and then an HTTP site, so for example, cse570e.us.edu uh, software um, VPN client.exe, that will go to this web server using the HTTP protocol to this directory and look for this file and if it's there it will download it and bring it over to the current directory that you're in okay the cool thing about wget is that it can do FTP and HTTP protocols so if you know what the direct link is to your file you can use that command to get it to remove a file you can use the rm command so let's say bi tulio.txt I'm gonna put some junk in there Further insert, put some junk in there, save it, exit, ls, there's tulio.txt. If I want to remove it, I can do rm tulio.txt. That removes it. If I do ls, it's no longer there. So that's how you remove a, a file. Uh, and finally, another command that's important, two commands that you'll need are cat and tail. To view a file, to see the contents of a file, you could do cat and cat will display everything that's on the file so I don't want to do a big file here so I'm gonna do cat dot bash rc and that will go and show you the entire contents of a file now if you have a huge file and you don't want everything to be shown but else but to pause every so many characters you could do more so you can do more week one that txt and then you can press the spacebar to go to the next line go to the next line go to the next line that type of thing you can also do tail and then week one, and that will show you the last, I think, 10 lines of the file. Okay. And you could also, if you wanted more lines, you could do tail minus 20 week one, and that will show you the last 20 lines of the file. Okay. These are the main commands that we're going to use throughout the semester, and I want you to learn these this week. For the assignment, you will mainly use VI to make those edits and search and replaces. And throughout the semester, we're going to learn a few more commands um, that, that will be helpful to you when you use your Linux system.